Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Rafi Jamgochian. Rafi, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Rafi is the president and chief technology officer at Triada Networks. He's a leader in cybersecurity. He's an author and a consultant. I'm excited to have you on. Rafi, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um, I live in uh, northern New Jersey, right outside of New York City. Uh, I've been uh, doing this kind of stuff for about 25 years or so. I live here with my wife and four boys. Um, quarantined in uh, in this area, but uh, you know it's uh, it's it's a nice place to be, and it's uh, it's an exciting work. Nice. Um, yep. So you have been at this for for a a long time. You've seen so many things change. What was it that that really attracted you into the business, and what what keeps you there? Yeah, I started out as a computer engineer out of college, uh, did that for a little while and got involved with uh, an investment firm uh, on the IT side. I had never done IT specifically. I've been around computers since I was a, a young boy who was exposed to it from my dad. But um, IT was a little bit different. I required networking, acquired uh, some more uh, different kinds of skills. I learned a little bit of uh, customer service there. Uh, but while working there, uh, we had an employee that got infected uh, with a what's called a worm. A worm is a virus that basically could spread from computer to computer on, on a network. And that really got me interested in, on the cybersecurity end of, of technology and understanding how these things are built, how these things work, and how we can defend ourselves against them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that uh, that seeing that for the first time was equal parts fascinating and terrifying and 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 intriguing and exactly I, I see myself wanting to sink in exactly. sink, sink my teeth into that as well so yeah. from from where that was now it's a totally different world how how does one stay on top of everything that you need to stay on top of yeah that's a great question uh the as you can imagine technology uh and cybersecurity is moving at a fast pace, uh, and the pace seems to only get faster as time goes on. So where in the beginning of my career, I, I probably started out more as a generalist. Uh, it's hard to stay as as, uh, as as deep as you can by being a, uh, a generalist in, in this age. So um, I stay on top of it with you know, listening to podcasts, uh, a lot of podcasts uh, in technology and cybersecurity, but also outside of that to get an understanding of what the business world is is, is doing and the risks that they're uh, undergoing. And then uh, and then reading vendors, uh, partners, peers, uh, any way that you can absorb. But ultimately, it's up to you to decide uh, how you're going to take a direction, how you're going to view uh, your function in kind of the greater you know, security ecosystem, so to speak. Yeah, I appreciate that. And so here, here we are. We're having this conversation uh, at the end of November in 2020, and yeah, um, 
it's feels like uh <clears throat> well it doesn't feel like anything our, our 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 work life has now been just kind of sped up i think that we're moving more in the direction of remote work but now here we are we're forced to be working remotely and i've got so many different devices now that i can access um my my work life through um so how are you looking at I imagine you're looking at it as this is a huge opportunity and there's all these new challenges that organizations and employees are facing with remote work. Yeah, massively. I mean, just think about the number of uh, folks that are now uh, using their own connections, their own devices, connecting to office systems, um, perhaps maybe devices that weren't protected by uh, your internal technology teams and now uh, you know the same, the same computer that that Sally's using to play games on is the is the same game is same computer that you're 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 doing your financial spreadsheets on. So um, that inherently brings in a whole bunch of other risks associated with uh, with that. And then mo- traditional uh, security show that okay, you know we have a firewall on our perimeter that protects us from the outside bad people. Uh, and then we have some, you know, maybe some software, antivirus, what have you, on the inside to protect our individual computers. We flip that all around. Now, nobody's, there's no employees inside the firewall. Essentially, they're all working from outside. So the protection mechanisms change uh, and the risk levels change at, in this remote work uh, scenario. So that's something that uh, we were kind of moving towards, but basically we just accelerated like three or four years of. Uh, of digital transformation in just a couple of weeks uh, this year in 2020. Wow. So, all right. So, kind of break it down for me. What as um, I'm a I'm I'm a business owner. I've got now employees working from home. The scenarios yeah. you just described. What are the things that I need to be focused on um, and really aware of? Well, if you if you take it from kind of the mo- the best way to do it to maybe something that's a little, maybe more practical depending on where you are in your your financial situation if you have the financial means uh, provide provide equipment for those employees separate you know separate their the, at least at the, at the device level even though you you're not going to be able to separate their home network at least separate their device level that they use uh, to connect to the office from everything else in their home um, that's not always feasible, and not every uh, not every small business, medium business has the has the means to to do that to buy to buy a laptop for for every person in addition to the computer that's in their office. Um, if you can transition to laptop use, that may be one way to do it uh, over time, but that that would be the number one way. The second way would be if you can't do that, uh, provide a a secure system that they can at least connect to in the office from their outside device. That way you can protect around the the uh, where your data is and that data doesn't leave the office. Um, and there's some protection mechanisms around that that you can you can uh, you can do. Um, so I, and then and then. And, I would say then educate your employees because the 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 risks have changed and they're going to be more bombarded with uh, 
phishing attempts via email, fake emails that try to pretend to be you as the CEO or uh, pretend to be your HR director or your financial uh, people inside and trick you to do various things, give up your passwords, give up your uh, your other um, uh, things. Um, and then the, the final thing would be, uh, at least in the kind of the top top things to do first is to go to a, a, a more than password based uh, a way to authorize your employees access to information. So instead of just username and password, add a, uh, a smartphone um, a device to it that allows them to authorize the connection. Uh, this way, if somebody does get a hold of their password, they can't log in without that additional um, authentication uh, code or, or button or something. Nice. All right. So when you talk about providing a secure system in the office that an employee can connect to remotely, really dumb that down for me and just explain how that kind sure. of works. Yeah. So basically, let's say your employee already has a office desktop, right? And you want to provide them access to that from their home computer. Um, you essentially set up, there's, a, there, there's some software in place that allows you to make a secure connection to the office. Again, authenticated using that mechanism, which I said, where you'd say a username, pl- password, plus a, a, ch- a code that changes every every uh, every minute. Uh, then that connection, because you're you're just connecting to the desktop, you're only seeing the screens come across, not the actual data. The data doesn't actually move across the wire. So if anybody's tapping into the computer. They're not going to necessarily get access to this the as much information as they would if they were on the computer that is processing the information. So you're making a secure connection um, that the connection is protected from from eavesdroppers, but also the the uh, the what the work that you're doing is isolated from any other junk that's going on on that home computer. And ultimately, by separating that work out is what protects your business uh, from, you know, something that, uh, you know, your son may have downloaded accidentally when he was uh, surfing the surfing the web. Got it. Well, that certainly does make sense. All right. Um, and where do most of the mistakes happen? Is it, is it that, that, that the protections break down or is it more it's human error? Uh, it's, it's uh, it's usually in the chair. It's usually human error, and uh, most of the time, if even basic protections, like if you had just the basic software and nothing advanced, and that your you have you know good, it's people making mistakes with links that they click on, attachments that they uh, they open, uh, the passwords that they choose or reuse. Um, that's very common. People using the same password in, in multiple places. Um, so your your company's systems might be uh, well protected, but then if uh, if Joe uses the same password that he uses for on LinkedIn or on uh, on Facebook or or some other website that gets uh, compromised, now they also have a your your office password. So that that's why it tends to be, end up becoming um, a human issue, uh, and educating your employees is, is, a, is a major part of when we put together security programs, uh, we, we almost never do it without some sort of element of, uh, educating employees. Yeah. Which certainly does make sense. Here's this great tool, but if you have no idea how you're supposed to be using it or the things you're supposed to be watching out for, well, then yeah. that's, you know, 
exactly kind of doing half the job um so how how real are these threats for small business owners people are listening like ah you know what I, I'll, I'll i'll eventually get around to that um let's let let's scare people a little bit ravi yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hate using fear as a tactic, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's 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 a it has to be done sometimes. And uh, the truth is that, uh, you know, 60 percent of, of small businesses that uh, have a breach, they attacked, uh, don't come back. So you hear about the large breaches in the news, you know, the targets, the Home Depots, uh, Experian, these very large entities that that lose millions of records. And uh, they eventually they eventually bounce back because they have the means to do that. Uh, small businesses don't. Uh, you have a small medical office that loses a whole bunch of uh, medical records and then they get fined by uh, the government. That's going to be uh, that's a hard that's a hard thing to come back from. Uh, and most don't. And so as a result of that, uh, you know, that's why we think that's important for small businesses, especially uh, to take heed on uh, on this kind of stuff, especially because. You know, you 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 have a large organization. You're going to have the means to handle these remote work situations. But if you're a small accounting firm uh, and you just have a couple accountants that work for you, uh, that may not necessarily be the case uh, for your for your business. But it's very important because now you're handling you know very sensitive information for other people, and putting in the time to get that get that right is important. Yeah, well, for sure. And I, I'm I'm confident that that people really want to get everything protected and they want to make good decisions about things. But like anything else, I'm sitting in this chair as the CEO or the president. I'm trying to make decisions about a million different things. Yeah. So how do I evaluate software vendors protections? All of it. Uh, you need a trusted advisor. Uh, you need somebody that understands. If you have somebody on your team that is uh, a little bit more technical than others, that may be a good start. But you really need somebody from uh, if you're a small business and don't have an internal IT staff, uh, it, it is it is important to hire, to look at an expert to at least give you some advice. I mean, most most of them will sit down with you for an hour or two and just kind of give you a top down review of the of the things that you, they should be doing tailored for your specific business without uh without much obligation and uh that's that's where i would start um but at the very least uh um you know it's it's being aware of where your sensitive information is uh and understanding what are the mech how is it how difficult is it for you for somebody to get access to that information and uh and and just put your mind uh, thinking in that way um, sometimes it's hard for most people to think like a, like a hacker. So it's important to talk to people that maybe have that, you know, broken brain, uh, that can do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that certainly does make sense. And, and then from, uh, I, I imagine that, that, well, I just asked the question, how often do, do companies need to be reviewing everything? I, you know, we 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 recommend uh, at the very least annually, but doing it every every quarter is probably a better uh, better mm -hmm. look. Uh, the way we approach it uh, with our clients is that uh, we start with an annual baseline, and then uh, we look at uh, we we provide a roadmap for the year. So, and every quarter we review that roadmap and we see where. The company is against that uh, against that plan, 
and uh, and then we make adjustments along the way. And then if something different changes, the risk profile changes, um, there's uh, something new, the business changes. Uh, it has to work for the business. It, if you're if you're spending a thousand dollars to protect a ten dollar cup, it doesn't make sense. Right. But if you're you so you have to make appropriate investments for what it is the information that you're protecting. You don't need to go overboard. Um, but there are some pragmatic ways that you can do to uh, definitely uh, make someone look elsewhere at the very least um, before before targeting you specifically. Yeah, that certainly does make sense. Well, Rafi, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I, uh, I would say when it comes to uh, thinking about your your small business, uh, I think that last bit, what I what I mentioned, is probably a great place to start. Understand where your information is. You don't if you don't know where it is, you can't protect it. Uh, and then uh, understand who has access to that information and how they have access. And then from there, you can start thinking about, at the very least, uh, where where your risk points are. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on, come on. Rafi, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? So uh, our website is uh, triadanet.com, T-R-I-A-D-A-N-E-T.com. If you go to triadanet.com slash podcast, you have uh, a tip sheet that you can download uh, for free, and that will give you some steps to uh, go a long way on how to to protect yourself. Uh, And then all our other information is there as well. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rafi your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to triadanet.com, T-R-I-A-D-A-net.com slash podcast and get that tip sheet. And um, I know that Rafi also provides evaluations and sort of what we've been talking about today. Probably a pretty good idea for everybody. Thanks again, Rafi. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.